0: Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook, and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast, which you will find along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com but right now I'm just thrilled to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. He is Dr. D. Terrence Foster and his winning book is titled The Stress Book, 40 plus ways to manage stress and enjoy your life. Dr. Foster is board certified in physical medicine and rehabilitation as well as pain medicine. He is a best-selling multi-award winning author and the author or co-author of several scientific books. His books include three best-selling books, The Stress Book, 40-Plus Ways to Manage Stress and Enjoy Your Life, Foster's Opioid Addiction Classification Status Guide, and The Opioid Epidemic Consumers and Healthcare Guide. His fourth book, The Little Stress Book, will be published later this summer. Dr. Foster is a public speaker, stress and pain management consultant, and a rehabilitation medicine consultant. He also previously hosted a radio show called The Doctor Show. He's also a member of several medical associations and so much more to know and I'm excited to find out more so welcome to the network Dr. Foster.
1: Thank you so much Pat and thanks for such a long but uh, very welcome introduction very often sometimes um, it's much brief but I truly appreciate it and I'm I appreciate being on. It's indeed a pleasure for you to have me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure, and I think it's important to get a feel for who you are, just to delve a little bit deeper, I guess, into what your background is and the, and the wonderful and important books that you've written in the past. So thank you for that. So our conversation is a bit of a short one today, so let's just dig in. Stress. We all have it, especially during these times when just about everything is uncertain. What do we need to know?
1: Okay, so stress, one of the, the key factors that often many people under stress, are stressed, they're so um, taken back by that in, in in fact, they're they're feeling like they're the only ones who have, are having stress, and stress is something that affects all of us at different points in our lives. Now, of course, we all have different factors that impact us differently. Uh, the question is how do we deal with stress? And that's often the challenges are part of the challenges that many people face where they're having difficulty trying to uh, figure out how to deal with stress. And the book that I've written, The Stress Book, Fortifest Ways to Manage Stress and Enjoy Your Life, is a book that is comprehensive and covers uh, many aspects of stress in terms of how do we manage stress, how do we prevent stress. And it is, it is packed full with many useful information that... Uh, So many of us can use at different point in our lives. In fact, if we are not having stress, it helps us to prevent stress. If we know other people that are having stress or maybe in stressful situations, then this book can be of value to them as well. So it's a book, and that is very important. But one of the key factors that I want to mention, Pat, is that stress affects us all. We just have to figure out the best way But the best way is to deal with stress in terms of management and prevention. Mm
0: -hmm. So you say we have to learn how to deal with it. Is there also a suggestion perhaps to try to remove the stressful factor so that maybe we don't have to deal with it, especially like heavy issues?
1: Well, some factors can be, quote unquote, removed. But removal is can be often challenging. So a better approach or a better vision to have about stress is how do you prevent yourself from getting into stressful situations? For example, um, let's say do you have a will or a living trust? When someone passed away, particularly someone who has um, some relatively amount of um, uh, wealth or significant estate of value, then that person's family or their associates could create a lot of stressful situation for pretty much everyone involved. So the question then, you need to get those things in place. Do you have another example? Do you have adequate insurance that covers all your properties? Yeah. So some of the basic things that we often forget about, Pat, are some of the things that can create a lot of stress. So in in terms of How do we deal with stress? One of the key factors is how do we manage stress? And how do we manage stress is one of the key factors in determining how well we could address the stress and better be able to deal with some of the consequences or the adverse effects of stress.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you find in your work that some people feel or experience stress more acutely than others? Do some people pretty much handle it with, with more ease than other people do?
1: some people do, and some of that has to do with our life experiences, has to do with our educational level, culture. Um, in other words, there are some people you'll find that will have literally the same level of stress or the same factors affecting them, but they will handle it differently than others. So all those different things that are unique to us as individuals, whether it be, okay, um, some males deal with stress different than other males. Some females deal with stress different than others. And the question then becomes, what aspect of stress is impacting you the most? And how do you uh, compartmentalize the various factors that are affecting you? And what, what the book does, in part, is that it helps to categorize and to put things into their proper place so that you can say, okay, well, you know, being... A, an individual is going to be stressful. What, whatever you're doing, your job is going to be a, a stress factor, potentially. Um, sometimes the very clothing that you wear could be a stress factor. Sometimes the way you look may be a stress factor. Sometimes the way you feel about how you look, how you, what's your appearance, how do you interpret that, how do you feel as an individual. Uh, sometimes the way you deal with decisions, the way you make decisions, the level of fear that you have, Um, How well do you interact with other people? How well do you communicate? And because we have so many different levels in our lives, different levels of background, different levels of experience, then we're going to, each of us will have our own ways of dealing with stress. Mm -hmm. And that will often impact how, uh, how the level of stress we're experiencing affects us and to what degree and how, what degree it affects us, and how we respond to the level of stress that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I find is sometimes the same stressful trigger um, affects me one day, and the next day it doesn't seem to bother me at all. So that's always a bit mm-hmm. fascinating, too.
1: Yeah, That's fascinating, because sometimes in life, uh, let's say, for example, a lot of people could be a simple example that could be related to that could be decision-making. Some people are afraid of making decisions. So once they've got, gotten into the habit of making decisions, then the next time that they're able to face with similar situations, then they're much able and better so able to cope with the decisions that they're going to make. So if you are in a position where you're making a number of decisions time and time again, each time that you are faced with those situations, those decisions, then you feel a, a sense of of a level of comfort which you didn't have before because now you have an experience. If you're going, for example, in a simple case, if you're driving to a place that you have never been to uh, for the first time, you don't. You probably just have an address, you have a level of stress, but the second or third time you're going there, you might not even think about where you're going. You just jump in your vehicle or your, uh, however you get there, and you're there, with, of course, a, a lower level of stress or sometimes virtually no stress. Yeah, you know, So what we experience often us for what comes next. And that is so important because so many people are afraid of doing things, afraid of making decisions, afraid of, of taking risks. And those things, even though doing those things are in you know, of themselves stressful, but once we've gone through those things, the next round that we face is often much easier and often less stressful. I mean, they're not we're always in a better position of being able to handle those things that we're going to face then. Mm -hmm.
0: Is stress sometimes a healthy or a good thing?
1: Um, Yes, sometimes um, stress can be a healthy thing and it can be a good thing. Now, stress can broadly be defined into three main categories. One is called calmness. The other is eustress and then there's distress. Um, When you are in a state of calmness, that can be a good thing but that has its limits but uh, you know so here's where we we go now so you're calm and you're not doing anything you're not motivated you're not at the point where your level of stress is is taking you to a different level um whereas in in the case where you're in new stress where you have an appropriate level of stress that stress that helps to motivate you stress that helps to take it to a different level, then that level of stress could be good. For example, you may be taking an examination. Uh, The idea of taking an examination can be very stressful at times, but at the end of that, that can be a very rewarding uh, thing and a great accomplishment, um, assuming, of course, you pass your exam. Now, if you are on the extreme end of it where you're in distress, then that's when stress becomes a bad thing, because now, that can demotivate you, it can immobilize you, and it could literally make your life um, literally put you in a situation where you're very, very miserable about life, and you don't have the motivation to move forward. So stress can be healthy when it's at the level where it's tolerable, where it's motivating you, but don't let it get to that point where you're in distress. Mm -hmm. And never feel too comfortable where you're so calm and life is so good that you do not want to take risks you do not want to face any stress because that also, even though to a limited extent is good, that can be a bad thing if you're have a, if you're living a life where there's virtually no stress
0: at all. Mm, interesting. You just said something uh, and it made me think that maybe if the potential outcome is going to be positive, then going through the tr- stressful journey is worth it, and so then the stress isn't perceived as such as such a horrible thing because at the the end result is good.
1: And that's absolutely correct. Because you're looking looking at what's ahead of us. Where am I going in life? What am I doing? And if you have things to motivate you, if you have things to drive you, then you'll find that life as a whole can be much more rewarding. But there will be stress. There will be stress. But it's a stress that is very important because without stress, without something to push you into a level where you feel, gosh, I'm out of my comfort zone now, but i got to go through this. And getting through that actually prepares you for things that are even greater and takes you to even greater and greater heights. But you have to get into those levels, those situations where you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be calculated. It has to be um, uh, driven with some level of experience. Or even if you have no experience at all, sometimes you just have to trust yourself. One thing that I always say to myself, you know what? I've made many decisions in my life, and I've not been successful in in all of the decisions that I've made, but um, most of the decisions that I've made are the net effects of decisions that I've made. I've been very positive. So sometimes you're going to make decisions where they're not necessarily the best ones, but maybe they might be the best one at the time you make those decisions. Mm -hmm. But those things will put you in a situation where you take risks, you You go into situations that you're not necessarily comfortable with, but after going through those things, you become a much better person Mm -hmm. and a stronger person with greater conviction, greater vision, and a greater drive of uh, wanting to succeed.
0: Oh, I love this because it really rings a bell for me. I do so many author interviews and often uh, a person will get on on the, the line with me and tell me how nervous they are and that they're really stressed out and that they don't like speaking publicly and they don't like the sound Mm -hmm. of their voice. And at the end of the conversation, they're a new person and they feel empowered and they are like, Oh my gosh, that was easy. I did that. And it makes me so happy to know that we kind of walked through that stress together and now they'll be able to do future interviews and conversations and feel less stress and feel better about themselves. So you just, you just hit a, a nail on the head there.
1: And and that's, that's, and we all, it doesn't matter how many times we do interviews, we always have at least a little bit of fear in us or a little bit of hesitation. (laughs) But, you know, the more of them we do, (laughs) the the more challenging they become. And we also, again, not have to look for the easiest path in life to to travel. Because that, again, doesn't challenge you. We all need to have a certain level of challenges. Right. Because that's what often define people are successful. They don't just sit back and say, you know what, whatever comes, comes. They make things happen. They push the ball or they they push the envelope, if you will, and they go a little farther. Even sometimes the outcome is unknown, but that's what drives people to get to levels that they have never, even sometimes we don't even know where we're going Mm -hmm. in terms of outcome, but we know it would be a different place Maybe not always better, but at the greater chance of changing our lives for the better.
0: Oh, you are amazing. This is a wonderful conversation. Thank you. I think it's very, very inspiring. Yeah. So there's so many books on stress. How is yours different?
1: Right. And that's a great question. A a few key points. One, most of the books that I've seen and I've read about stress, they focus on stress management. You know, take a pill, this go take a drink, some milk. Now, my book also has stress management in it, but one of the key factors is prevention. Prevention is highly, stressed in this book, highly emphasized in this book, as should say. And one of the things that I, one of the reasons why I wanted to do that is to show people that being in stressful situation is not necessarily something that you deal with only after you're in stressful situation, but you can create a, a formula, you could create a situation where you yourself are preventing yourself from being in a stressful situation. Now, it doesn't mean that you will not get in a stressful situation, but at least you will have less, you're less likely of being in those situations, and therefore you're more likely to have a more positive outcome. So, yeah, that's something that um, one way that it's different. Another way that it's different, I've created an acronym, and most people are going to be surprised, but an acronym is called stress. And we use stress to manage stress. And 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 how and no one has done that before. And ST I mean, what are the stress factors affecting your life? We need to identify those stress factors. The T in stress is what time factors or what is the time factor you have in terms of resolving the stress that are you're facing. And then there's R. Why are you stressed? Why are these factors stressing you out? You need to know those. And then E is emergency. Why are these factors uh, of emergent nature. Or in other words, what are the priorities and which one should you focus on resolving? So that's called the emergent stress. And then the next one is what support do you have to resolve all these problems that you're having? And finally, the last S in stress, what source do you have to resolve your stress problem? Now, this acronym, S-T-R-E-S-S, which also spells stress, Helps people to streamline stress and to put it in a way that they can um, focus on resolving their problem, focus on identifying their problem, and understanding the consequence of resolving or not resolving their problem? So that's one thing that's different about this book. The third thing that I want to mention that is different in this book while I was doing it, and there's a book that I'm going to write about it. Um, one of the chapters is about toxic relationships. And when I was doing that chapter, I stumbled upon a new, potentially new mental disorder, which is called abstract kidnapping disorder, and it's one which is focused on the termination of relationship and how that can impact um, others, and you know, eventually save lives in terms of domestic violence, in terms of injuries. So that's different in this book. And uh, the fourth thing is, I've categorized all these forty factors into. Three main component. One is called physical actions, mental action, and community actions. And these actions are actions that, when properly utilized, can better and more effectively tr- treat, manage, and prevent stress. So those are some of the key factors that are different in the stress book for the first ways to manage stress and enjoy your life. And again, another thing uh, I think we're running The fourth thing. That I could say this book is also one of the most comprehensive books as described by literary literary agents will review the book. And it has won so far um eighteen uh literary awards. Mm-hmm. So um that also counts for the uh that's in part because of the comprehensive nature of the book. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, um from your competition your um, I think we won in um, three categories, first place in three categories and second place in one category. Mm-hmm. So that also speaks to the nature of the comprehensive nature of the book and why so many literary literary agents are found it to be so helpful and useful.
0: Absolutely. Very comprehensive. And uh, you're just highlighting some of it. And so that's why I encourage folks to get a copy of this. Now, you've got a new book coming out, the Little Stress book. Are there going to be new pieces of advice in this?
1: What the Little Stress Book is intended to do is to make a, a summary, but also a more, a little more practical application of the stress book. Because this book, because it's so comprehensive, um, many people find it very useful, but then we want to highlight and magnify some of the applications of the book. And that's what the Little Stress Book um, is about in part.
0: Okay. All right. We can look forward to that. All righty. Um, wow, there's there's so much more we can talk about here, but I just wanted to highlight this book especially because I think it's extremely important, especially for our times. Anything we missed that you wanted to? Yeah, one thing. One
1: thing I would like to say, Pat, and one thing that um, drove me into a, um, being a part of the competition um, with respect to Parbird is the nonprofit nature of um, the competition. Where you do a lot, and you you you're an awesome person, by the way. I've read your your bio in so many such an extensive amount of things and work that you do. But the the philanthropic nature of, of the book is also a part of the book that is different, and that part is where we talk about this. It's so important for us to do things to help others. Mm-hmm. And in in one of the chapters in in my book, it's simply called. Um, uh, I didn't call find find some, someone to well let me make sure I get that chapter for you there's 22 chapters um, but the essence of the chapter is uh, make time to out of your lab to help others um, it's so important that we do that and in fact um, doing that is one of the key factors in helping to reduce stress because when we help others we also help ourselves because we get so much from that not from what the people that we've uh, have given us, but just by virtue of the fact that we have done something to help others, that helps to reduce our stress level, even if the stress factors themselves have not changed. But it puts us in a different zone where we are now more empowered to be more effective in dealing with our own stress.
0: Oh, thank you for saying that. I, I feel that. you know I have a real busy day doing all that I do, and then in the evening, I take some time and make some of these pillowcases to send to the homeless shelters. And what I love about it is the anonymity of it. I'm there doing something for someone whom I will never meet. They will never meet me. And as I'm doing it, I can just feel the stress of the day melting away as I become so immersed in what I'm doing. And then thinking about somebody falling asleep at night who is extremely stressed in a homeless shelter, thinking, oh, my gosh, somebody sent this to me. I don't know who it is. Maybe there are good people out there. So, yeah, th- doing things like yeah. that really do reduce your own stress and and the person who is the recipient.
1: And and, and that's okay. You said a, uh, one of the key things you said there. Um, you're, you're doing things for people that you don't know mm-hmm. and they don't know you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beauty of being uh, involved in nonprofit. I actually have a foundation. It's called the deterrent Sponsor Foundation, which is in its 10th year of existence. And one of the things I could tell you that, as you mentioned about doing things for other people, is that what, what I've found in life is that so many times people will do things, even for me, myself, mm-hmm. where... I don't even know why they've done it, but it's a good deed, and it's a wonderful thing. And maybe it's a good karma, because for what we have done, however small it may be, some of the goodness that we do will come back to us. So I encourage people to um, be giving, give to others in small ways. And you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of um, resources. Sometimes it's just your time. Sometimes it's a kind word, Mm -hmm. um, just to encourage people, to let them know, That you are there for them and you could help them by virtue of what you do. A a smile, for example, Mm -hmm. can brighten someone else's day and brighten your day as well. So there's so much that we get from giving back, giving back to others, because in doing so, believe it or not, we give to ourselves as well.
0: So, so true. You are so kind. I'm so happy. That uh, we had this opportunity to meet just briefly, we'll have to do more because I'm interested in your other books on opioids. So maybe one of these days we'll have to grab some more time to talk about those. So I'd be uh, happy to do that. Yeah, good because that's that's very interesting, and I'm sure that you know the whole stress ties to the opioid, and it just goes round oh. and round. So <laughs> there's it, it is, it is it's
1: indeed a big, uh, big uh, connection yeah. or overlap between stress and opioid, yeah. and we've noticed. In recent time, the CDC has uh, published data which show the significant increase in the number of opioid-related deaths um, as it were during the pandemic yeah. compared to the years before the pandemic.
0: Sure, sure. That just makes common sense, doesn't it? It does. Oh, my gosh. All righty. Well, if you would give us your contact information where folks can find out more about you, where they can purchase your books.
1: Well, the book is available in... Um, format of um, ebook, electronic books, uh, paperback, art book, as well as audiobook. It's available on Amazon, but all, you can also connect with me on my website, which is com. That's the letter D, Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C, Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R dot com. And once you get there, you'll see my other books and the events or the things that I'm involved in, and you could email me, you could make contact with me, you could uh, buy the books from there. Or if you don't buy the book from there, you could go wherever books are sold and um, the book should be available um, through their suppliers, a chain or in their stores.
0: All right. Excellent. So we're speaking with Dr. D. Terrence Foster and his winning book is titled The Stress Book, 40 Plus Ways to Manage Stress and Enjoy Your Life. And I think we've given you just a little tease here. To realize that there's a lot in this book that we all need to read, find out, and put into practice, and share with others, you can go to his website dterencefoster.com. Dr. Foster, you are special. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks, and the feeling is mutual, Karen. Thanks so much for having me on. I totally enjoyed uh, this interview with you, and um, again, I appreciate it. Thank you so much.